This week on Sound Off, Surfer Blood signs to Warner Brothers and Jack White invents a new type of vinyl record. Also, we'll be reviewing the new albums by Interpol and Superchunk. Welcome to Sound Off, WKNC's daytime music podcast, where we discuss some of the latest news and do in-depth reviews of some of the hottest releases in the independent music world. I'm Michael Jones, also known as DJ Ones. And I'm Kirsten Southwell, otherwise known as DJ Vice. And uh, let's get right into it, you know? Let's not wait any. We always get right into it. Right, so first, <laughs> news story of the week that uh, you just mentioned at the beginning of the show. Oh, oh. new features. They're happening all the time. <laughs> Surfer Blood signs to Warner Brothers. One thing that strikes me out just off the bat is that it's kind of validating this whole sound of the year, it seems. That surfer rock sound is really being validated. It's in. Now, they released their latest record off of uh, K9 Records, if I'm not mistaken. And it's said that they're going to release an EP in the future with K9, but the deal is signed and the, the papers are on the names. Surfer Blood is going to Warner Brothers. One thing that a lot of people worry about is selling out, although Warner Brothers really hasn't had too much of a history of independent rock bands going from that independent appeal to kind of selling out like bands like Kings of Leon Mm -hmm. have more or less done over the past couple of years. Yeah, who else? What other independent musicians are signed to Warner Brothers? Um, One that strikes me right off, a British band, their American label that they press is Warner Brothers, and it's the Cribs. Okay. So that's just one of many... I mean, I'm not too down with the music labels. I The first thing that struck me was like, oh, everyone's going to be upset. Little Andy Band went big time with Warner Brothers. Um, but, I mean, this is just this ongoing discussion between the success of uh, smaller labels and what happens when indie bands go to bigger labels. But um, from what you said with the previous indie bands going to Warner Brothers, I don't know. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, they haven't really seemed to have much of this problem at least in the past. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, you know, I think people aren't going to throw out Surfer Blood's indie, you know. Indie cred. Indie cred, as the kids call it. I mean, it. look at this picture. Their, their, their jeans are all rolled up to their ankles. I mean, come on. They're the real deal. They released their, uh, <laughs> their album on vinyl, uh, white vinyl, to be more specific. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that'll, that's a good segue into the next. If you'd like to, story? let's do it. All let's right. get right into it. So, Jack White, the new triple decker. The triple okay. So let's get a little backstory behind this. Is that what it's called? Yes, now, the triple decker. Now, Jack White is of course one of the founders of Third Man Records, which is his record company. And over the past couple of months, it seems they've been releasing these various types of records. Now, in the video that we saw, there's a glow in the dark record that they released, especially for Halloween. <laughs> There's a, a peach scented, peach peach scented vinyl record. Whose release is that? You, you said you knew. That was uh, his wife's release, oh, okay. Karen Elson. That was her debut album. Uh, they released vinyl peach scented, 
They've also had a couple of things. The Dead Weather's latest album, there are hidden tracks within the label on the vinyl record. Oh, is that what that was? I couldn't figure out what that was from the video. Okay, and then there was um, some that were all different colors. Anything else? That was They're all just novelty. And then Jack White has hit the novelty on the head. I think it's the this. pinnacle of novelty that we have reached here. <laughs> Now let's describe the triple decker for people who aren't who, who think it's just <laughs> can't merely get enough a, from the name. Who people just think it's a sex act? It's much more than just a sex <laughs> act. Uh, the triple decker is in fact uh, a record within a record. Yeah, in it's some sense. it's like a big. It, it looks like a normal vinyl record, and then you have to cut it open. This record from the seam on the side, and then you get a single. Um, and he almost played it, and then he said, "But that's only if you buy the record." Because it's a special hidden track for Dead Weather hardcore fans. Yeah. Now, just why couldn't he fit all four or five songs onto one 12-inch? See, that's what's beautiful about novelty, DJ Ones. We wouldn't be talking about this if it was just a Jack White vinyl review, now would he? And now that we're talking about it, everyone's like, oh, I think part of it Dead is, Weather. I think part of it is Jack White's name behind this whole project. Because without, if it was just some random guy that worked at Epic, that came out and was like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to push out a new vinyl. It's, you're going to have to cut open one of the vinyls from the side to get to a 7-inch single on the inside. It's going to be great. Nobody would care, but it's Jack, it's Jack White bringing that name that is synonymous with the Detroit garage rock and has brought about bands like the Dead Weather and the Raconteurs and most notably the White Stripes. Well, I think another thing to talk about is that I think this is obviously a push to try and get people to go out and physically buy records or CDs. Um, but I think the push is kind of getting a, a bad reputation. I mean, when they started selling vinyl records at Urban Outfitters, who ruins everything, um, <laughs> people were just like, this isn't, I thought I was cool once, and this isn't cool. Like, I think I told someone once, I was like, oh, I got the, uh, I got the new um, Arcade Fire album. And they were like, well, do you even have a record player? And I do, so I didn't feel quite so lame. But, I mean, let people do what they want to do, but it's already creating a counterculture to the subculture of owning vinyl records. So we'll see how long it lasts. I don't know how long this novelty project of Jack White's is going to last, for that matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really does seem novelty. But, you know, he has the money and the backbones to support such an interesting project. Actually, you know, I'll just... It's a ridiculous project. Fit all the songs on one label. You don't need all... I, uh, granted, I understand the appeal of adding colors or making it glow in the dark, but maybe I'm just lazy and don't want to have to do physical labor to get to a 7-inch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's it's quite a lot of work to just listen to one track. But, you know, it, it, people will buy it. If they if they want it, if not, they'll just think it's stupid. But either way, people are still talking about it, like us. And this is just free publicity for the dead weather. So, but not all publicity is good publicity. Yeah, but at least the word is out. I, it's just a, it's an interesting concept. I, I think it's a publicity novelty item, but nothing to take too seriously. I don't know how profitable this this whole project could actually be. Yeah, I can't imagine how much this take to make. <laughs> that, and I don't know how many how many people would actually go out and buy one. We should ask school kids. We should be like, how are your sales on the Dead Weather vinyls? I want to see if they would even... School Kids is an independent record store in Raleigh, and I want to see if they would even pick up such novelty items. 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get a maybe we'll get an expert opinion on this. Tune in next sound off. We'll have it. Maybe if I decide to walk across the street and ask somebody. Yeah. Are you guys carrying the the dead weather secret hidden seven inch within a twelve inch? Yeah. So stay tuned on that follow up story. They're gonna get an awkward phone call in like an hour and a half. <laughs> Maybe they've already listened to sound off by the time they get that phone call and they call us first. Anyway. If they can do that, that would be amazing. How would they get either of our numbers? I don't know. Have you, I, have okay, you told wait. my number on the on the radio? Actually, side story, this might not be interesting. I'll make it quick. When I, I went to Switzerland this summer, and when I was in the airport in Zurich flying to um Philadelphia, there was a guy in there wearing a school kids t-shirt and I went up to him and I was like oh it's school kids I'm from Raleigh he was the owner of school kids I met him in Switzerland that's pretty right. <laughs> that's okay. fun fact okay. for the kids I don't even know how to follow up to such a claim music let's talk about music music let's do it all, all right. right once again you guys are listening to sound off this week we are reviewing two albums one by super chunk it is called majesty shredding and another by Interpol. Uh, it is self-titled, actually. Uh, the first album that we will be reviewing is Super Chunk's Majesty Shredding. This is their first album that they've put out in a whopping nine years. So it has almost been a decade since they have released a record. So Super Chunk's Majesty Shredding. First thoughts, Miss Southwell. Um, at first, I was super excited about this uh, this album. Were you Super Chunk excited? I was. I, I don't. Oh, I don't that think was such ch- a bad pun. Yeah, I, I just chunk and makes me want to. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> anyway, um, I was really excited. The first track is really, really beautiful, digging for something. But honestly, by the end of the album, I was so tired of listening to so much heavy guitar and just waiting on every song to get to the chorus where the interesting part is that I, I don't know how often I'll be picking up this album. Now, the first three tracks for me were excellent. Right off the top, digging for something is one of the best. And you have My Gap Feels Weird, which is more classic kind of in-your-face, super chunk pop rock. Not yeah. real pop rock, but that punk sound that they bring to the table. They've known to bring for decades at this point. And Rosemary is kind of a softer mix that they throw in, which shows their age. And I think it's just like a fine wine in the fact that it, it mixes so well in the album. But I will agree, I think towards the middle, there are points at which it starts to fall off a little bit. And you do get tired, but man, that final song is just absolutely astounding to me. Everything at Once was probably my favorite track on the album. Really? I heard it in promotional material that Merge was setting out for this record. And all I could think of is, you know, I want to hear more of that song. And when I did, I just fell in love with it right off the bat. Yeah, I feel like Everything at Once, especially in the beginning, it has a really great balance between the musics and the vocals. Um, which is something that in most of the songs I feel like is very separate. Like you have this guitar and then you have the voice and they're kind of the same sound over and over again that you kind of just get used to that confrontation between vocals and guitar. But I felt like it was really pleasant in that song, yeah. My favorite was definitely Digging for Something. And I also really liked Fractures in Plaster. Another favorite. Got two stars. One thing that I... Two stars. Yeah, I usually mm-hmm. just star the ones I Wait, like. Wait, what's your starring system? Uh, it's it's pretty vague. Uh, I'll like something and I'll be like, if I like this other song more than I like that person, I'll just... Give it more stars. stars. Well, one thing that I will note is I thought there was a, a bit of a better balance among the players themselves. 
So the bandmates, I felt, were more evenly distributed in how much that they stood out from each other. Yeah, there were some pretty pretty awesome instrumental acts in there. I I just don't I don't know how. Well, I guess what am I saying overall is like, did you enjoy the album start to finish? There was a point in the middle that I got a little tired, but overall, I did enjoy the record. See, I I was kind of the opposite. I started off really strong, and then the more I went down, I I, I was starting to like listen. Because even then, like I we sometimes before sound off, I like to like listen to one or two songs just to remind me of what they sound like. And I listen to them like, hey, this is a lot better than I remember. Like if I pick a song randomly in the middle of the album, I'd be like, yeah, this is this is good. But I didn't really like it when I listened to it as an album. And I think that just that sound, and maybe that is just a reflection on my personal taste in music. But that sound just kind of weighs down on you, and um, it just all kind of starts to sound the same. But they do vary a lot in in the chorus, and I'm excited to like hear what that is. And so sometimes I was like really tempted to like skip skip the verse to go to the chorus. Maybe that's a feature that's becoming more prevalent now. People not picking up whole albums instead, looking just for a couple of singles. Maybe that's a side effect of the iTunes generation. No, I'm not. Hey, hold it, hold your tongue. I, mer- Look, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm just. I think as an album, it wasn't as impressive as a group of singles, which is something that we have been talking about lately. But I just, I think listening to that much of it for that long just isn't the same as just listening to one or two songs off the album. You can own the whole album. But you wouldn't listen to it. You no, I wouldn't listen to, I wouldn't listen to the whole album in sequence. I would not. But I would like pick out a song here or there when I, when I, when I desire to. Well, I think that means we're coming close enough to getting an idea for recommendations. So, really, Kristen, okay. would you recommend Super Chunk's latest album, Majesty Shredding? Um, I would recommend it to friends that I knew their taste in music. I, I don't think I could recommend this for everybody. I think there are people where if they told me uh, they were a Jimmy Eat World fan in the, in the 90s and maybe had a taste for a new, little bit of new pornographers, I'd be like, yeah, this is a good one to try on size but to everyone as the general i would say no i wouldn't recommend the album wow what are you talking about i no, i love this record i would definitely recommend this to people it's very accessible into that kind of punk scene that they were known for in the 90s now it's not so much that straightforward punk as uh destroyed has a skyline would would let one to think of super chunk as but it's definitely accessible it's easy to get into. There are several songs there that you're going to fall in love with right off the bat. I would definitely recommend this record. I wouldn't def- I I don't I mean I kind of see where you're getting at with punk, but I I don't I don't think this this gives off that vibe very strongly. Maybe it's maybe it's uh maybe it's one of those factors as they got older that kind of <laughs> pop punk sound kind of went away, but I still think it's I don't think they've skipped a beat. Okay. Fair enough. Ones and with that, let's move on to our second review. This is Interpol's uh, self-titled album. Now, it, an interesting thing, just to start off, uh, this isn't their first album, which is usually the typical setup. Mm-hmm. Bands will usually self-title their first album. Now, if you're Crystal Castles, you'll self-title your first and second album, leaving no distinction between the two names. <laughs> and if you're a Weezer, you will self-title your albums, but you won't. You, the only distinguishing factor will be the color of the album itself. Right. But this, this is, yeah, okay, first first reaction, hmm. Uh, I'll give you my end reaction. I was bored. I, would, I yeah. was bored. 
What do you think? I This is one of the most disappointing albums I've listened to <laughs> in a long, long time. I'm I'm an Interpol fan. You yeah. know, I'm not a dedicated listener who goes to all their concerts and buys all their merch. But I like Interpol. And this album was just so utterly disappointing. It was really boring at times. And I wanted to cry at points. They have so much potential. But I think a lot of it is the fact that they just lost their basis. Really? Yes. So it went from four to three. That was a pretty big news story among Interpol fans in the recent months. But uh, Carlos D left Interpol, Mm. and they were sans bassist. And that was one of those key features they were really known for, those driving bass. Yeah, especially like in Evil, that song. Like the first thing you think of is that bass line. Huh. And he's gone, and I think the heart of this band is gone as well. (laughs) I just said bass line. I meant bass riff. Bass, no, it's fine. Bass, bass line, line it's typography. Anyway. Um, okay, well, is there anything positive you want to share about the album? Uh, Barricade. Barricade is a great song. It's a great song, but that's it. Really, that's all you're going to take away from this record. I mean, fine, we can talk about the iTunes generation. Just listen to Barricade. Or if, you want, if you're into the person who's like, I just buy albums, just skip it. You, it yeah. I couldn't recommend this to you. There's a few, like, I thought Summerwell wasn't an awful song. Um, that was the second album. And Try It On also wasn't that bad. The Whistle intro. You remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, there are some songs, like All of The Ways. I started, like, I wrote Boring three times. It was It awful. just drags <laughs> on. It's it's not that long of an album. Yeah. But good Lord, does it sound like you're listening to something that's two hours long. And even if there was something different, like The Undoing, it was... Um, it was a little differently paced than the rest of the album, but it was still boring. I made note of that. And there's still not boring. too much <laughs> distinction between the tracks themselves that I found. No. It's it's a similar sound that's penetrating throughout, and I always pick on people who release albums that have this this kind of same tone the entire record. Well, and I saw that here as well. They also not only have the same tone, but they have a really similar build to every song. I mean... It just is, it's kind of like slow, talky guitar, and then about a minute to anywhere to three minutes and 50 seconds into the song, that's when the song starts building and gets exciting. Um, which is kind of a, when you start to expect that every song, it's kind of a turnoff. Um, definitely, it becomes predictable at certain points in the record. There's definitely a sense that, okay, I get what's going to happen next. Uh, although, Barricade pulls it off well. Now, Barricade is the exception. Ba- yeah, Barricade is an exceptionally good song. I thought, and it it kind of, it was like, it it reminded me of Franz Ferdinand a little bit, too. Did you get that? How so? I don't know. Just like um, the sound and the repetition. I don't know. That That is something he doesn't really do in a lot of his songs. Like, he has that keep us away, keep us away thing, um, which maybe, I don't know. I... I, I'm, I, it's hard to be enthusiastic about this album, though, for sure. But it's easy to be excited about that song. This is one that I was looking forward to for several months. Yeah. And it's one that's just just so disappointing. I can't get that point across enough that if you're an Interpol fan and you come to this record thinking it's going to be just as amazing as some of their previous, you're going to be severely disappointed because it's not like their previous records. And I think a lot of that is because they are missing their original bassist. Yeah, it, it's kind of ironic that the first track on this album is titled Success. I would disagree. Burn. Burn. <laughs> any... So let's, let's final thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious that we both would not recommend this album. 
That is fairly obvious. Yes. Except Barricade, which I did play on my show I, I last played Monday, it, I played it a seven. couple of weeks ago, although I didn't play it on Monday from 1 to 3. I played it on, like, Wednesday. <laughs> what time? Like, that was random Wednesday time. <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Um, Hopefully, they'll recover. Maybe they, maybe they just weren't feeling very original, hence the self-title. Hopefully, their next album will be Recover. Or their first track will be Recover. <laughs> first success or Sorry. <laughs> our bad. Our bad. <laughs> There's just side note because we were like short this week because we were like right on point, man. Yeah. Uh, there's an artist in the UK. Her name's Ellie Goulding. She released her debut album in the UK early this year uh-huh. and it's entitled Lights. So I'm really hoping that her sophomore album is entitled Camera and then her third album is entitled Action. Wait, so are, are you talking about this album because you want to review it? Because for the world no. out there... DJ Ones is one of the biggest. How do you say her name? Ellie Goulding. I'm not a big Ellie Goulding you, fan. That's, you talk about her all the time. No, because she's really pretty. She is really pretty, and that song is insanely catchy. And it has like eight million views on more YouTube. More than that. More than that. It, may, you want to review that album? If you want to, sure. Yeah. We'll okay, do we'll it. do that. We'll do it on the fly. Okay. It's been out for several months, but that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. No. Nobody released in the yeah, U.S. Nobody in the US there, knows she's it. she's just getting uh uh brought over into the U.S. Uh, iTunes. Is releasing a sampler, a like mm. introduction to Ellie Goulding is a five song. E- I think it's five songs. It's an EP that they. We need to review it before it gets too popular. See how that works. At least in the USA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. See, we we told you what was going to be on the radio first. We knew about Larue. I just want to say that. That's true. KNC called it out. Colin Larue. We also called Florence. We also called Villagers. Villagers got a Mercury nomination. We talked about that mm-hmm. in a previous episode, uh, and he was getting spinned a lot here. And then he was the big upset candidate to get a Mercury nomination. But we all high fived ourselves. Like, yeah, can see called it. Yeah, so uh, I guess since we have a little time, we'll talk about. So next week, Ellie Goulding. That's right. Apparently, we're I, gonna do okay. Ellie Goulding. And, That's right on the fly. That's live stuff. Oh my gosh! And uh, of Montreal. Of Montreal, false priest. Next week. Uh, also remember that you can email us, uh, soundoff at wknc.org. If you have any ideas for news stories that we should be discussing or albums that we should be reviewing, although it will probably won't be reviewed for two weeks, since uh, take your time. Yeah, take you know, take your time. Send it in. We'll still we'll still give it a spin. Sure. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We are on Twitter, and we usually tweet. We we have an idea to start live streaming the show, and we're we're still trying to fix it or not fix it. But we're still trying to we're trying set to up. find a good venue for this because. Our, I don't know why both of our web cameras wouldn't not work working. With it. Yeah, no, mine works. Get oh, off. M- no, mine works too. Oh, okay. You get off. <laughs> you get off to Ellie Golding. <laughs> You're a terrible person. <laughs> Fix it in post. Yes. All right. So uh, we're trying to you know figure out all that stuff, and if we do set it up, you can hear about it through our Twitter. That's the easiest way to get in contact with either of us, or. Uh, for that matter, to, to send us suggestions for music and news also. We'll, we'll follow that as well. So follow us on Twitter and uh, a rumor of Montreal and Ellie Goulding next week. Apparently. And uh, with that, we will sound off. We'll see you later. We won't ever see you, actually. <laughs>